you believe it's resurrection come on shout and give God a praise first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 12 please keep standing for just for a moment now if Christ is preached that he's been raised from the dead how do some of you among you say that there's no resurrection of the dead but if there's no resurrection of the dead then Christ is not risen and if Christ listen to this is not risen then our preaching is empty and, our, and your faith is also empty because everybody's born and everybody dies that's not where the power lies the reason why we believe what we believe is not because of Christmas and not even because of Good Friday it's because of Resurrection Sunday because if there's no resurrection then Christ is not risen if Christ is not risen then our preaching is empty then there's no point and your faith is also empty yes and we have found false false witnesses of God because we've testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up people saying he's not raised up if in fact the dead do not rise if the dead do not rise then Christ is not risen and if Christ is not risen your faith is futile useless and you're still in your sins the separation between Christianity and every other religion it's not that our leaders died everybody's leader died the reason why we have faith is because ours was risen from the dead come on that is a weak little I think I'm gonna be okay give us a shout of faith clap your hands like you believe something can happen because he lives glory be to Jesus well good morning to you good morning to every single one of you greetings to all our family online praise the Lord never seen so many challenges but it's beautiful Amen. I still believe in the Word of God yeah. this is Resurrection Sunday yeah. I know everything around you saying doesn't look like it but this is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice yeah. hallelujah yeah. no we believe in the death the burial and the resurrection <laughs> glory be to God Great job, team. You've done tremendously well this morning. You've been under tremendous pressure. Well done to the teams. Please social distance. High five somebody. Say so you're looking better on this resurrection. You finally look alive. Tell them you finally look alive. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good blessings to every single one of you. Praise God. Okay, so I've got what we have to go through here. And we are going to preach ourselves happy this morning. Listen, one word from God can change your life. You just need a word this morning. You didn't come here for Easter eggs. You came here for a word. Because if I can get one word from the Lord God, you can pull out from me this morning because I'm a gift to you. And whatever you need, you can receive. 
I don't know if it's healing. I don't know if it's a breakthrough. I don't know if it's a job. I don't know if it's a spouse. I don't know what you need. But one word from God this morning is going to change someone's life. We are dealing this morning something I have, I want us to speak about. Resurrection Sunday lets, you, lets us know that it's not what we go through, but rather how we come through. Because the cross puts God's love on display, but resurrection puts the power of God on display. Anybody want a word from the Lord this morning? Needs a word from the Lord this morning. Revelations 1.17 says, and, then I, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Anytime you come into the kingdom of God, glory be to Jesus. Man, we're going to just have to keep on going with God on this one. Wow. Wow. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Uh, the spirit of understanding. Anytime you are dealing with, wow, well, we're going to just keep on preaching. So Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Lord, I praise you for this morning. I thank you for the anointing of his breaking this yoke this morning. I know that someone's sitting in a place of a tremendous breakthrough in this place. I know that your word is going to go forth this morning and someone's going to get an answer to their tough situation this morning. Someone's gone through a season of death, but they'll be resurrected this morning with a new life, a fresh hope, and a fresh understanding. I give you praise for the word this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen and amen. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> My God, we give you praise. Your pastor ever been lost for words? Holy Ghost. So, we've been teaching on the great escape. And we've been teaching about the power of altars in this last season. And the Bible says that he's made us both kings and priests unto our God. So, when you come into the kingdom of God, you are born again. But then you also become a king or a priest. Now, that's your primary role in the kingdom of God. But the Bible says we are both kings and priests. So, there is no way you can approach God unless it be through a priest. So, the only way is in the Old Testament, you had to go and find a priest because you could not pray. And so, the priest would represent the people before God. And God would speak to the priest to speak to the people. So, the high priest would stand and represent the people before God. In the New Testament... And in the new covenant, you don't need 
a priest in the natural because you have a high priest and his name is Jesus. And so, I want to speak to you this morning about the season of ascension. Now, you know that the ascension day took, 40, took place 40 days after his resurrection. And then 10 days after that, the Holy Ghost came, which makes up Pentecost, the 50 days. But something interesting happened on this particular day. It's found in John chapter 20 and verse 1. Let's get in there. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while, she was, while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to him, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they've laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together. And the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, followed him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there. And the handkerchief that they had around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed. Are there any believers in this house this morning? Show you how powerful this is this morning. Because I really believe in my heart someone's going to get a kind of breakthrough that's going to astound you. Because God doesn't, God just needs a believer. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to a woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord and I, have not, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to a woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Whom are you seeking? She's, she's supposing him to be the gardener. Adam was the first gardener. She's back in the garden. And her life can now become fruitful. Because the garden was shut in with the first Adam, but the garden's open with the last Adam. You can come in and become what God has called you to be. If you begin to understand the power of the resurrection, hallelujah. Where Adam was put out of the garden, you are called back into the garden with the Lord. Glory be to God. She's supposing him to be the gardener said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to him, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended. We speak about ascension day. Jesus ascended twice. I have not ascended to my father, 
But go to my brethren and say to them, I'm ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that what she had seen, that she had seen the Lord and they had spoken these things to her. Jesus, there's something about understanding the priesthood, your praise, your prayer, your sacrifice. Anytime you speak about the priesthood, you know you're dealing with sacrifice. So Jesus is not just your high priest, he's also your sacrifice. He had to overlook his own sacrifice. He couldn't find a high priest pure enough to overlook the sacrifice. So God had to overlook his own sacrifice. Put himself on the altar. That's what priests do. And what they do is, um, so altars and priests has got to do with number one, his sacrifice. Two, is worship. And three, is elevation or ascension. So when Mary comes and everybody else is running around and trying, not sure about their faith anymore. She stands in a place understanding what worship is all about. And she doesn't leave from the place of worship. Does anybody hear what the Lord is saying? Is that when you understand the power of staying in the right place with God and staying in the place of worship, Jesus will stop over anywhere to come and meet with you. He he, he couldn't go. He, he dealt with all of that was in hell. And what he had to do was take his body. And because it was pure and holy, the sacrifice, he had to go and present it at the altar on the mercy seat and present it to God. Because he needed a sacrifice. But this woman is worshiping. So your worship lets you know that somewhere around here is the answer. <laughs> somewhere here i'm not gonna go anywhere i don't know fully yet what it looks like and i can't really see what my answer looks like but i am gonna worship the lord right here is there anybody gonna begin to worship the lord because you see the thing with with worship and god is that god stops oh anywhere anytime you find pure worship pure worship i want you to understand that this morning because i heard a preacher say what is understanding Understanding is the truth that you stand under. I know the blood was shed for me. I know I'm the righteousness of God. I know that if I stay here a little while with the Lord, I know that I'm going to see something I've never seen before. Is there anybody going to get an understanding this morning that when you're standing with the Lord and you're beginning to, I don't know which way to go, Lord. I don't know about my job and I, it looks like they're going to repossess the house and it looks like my life is going to be over. But if I stay here under the blood, if I begin to worship the Lord and I begin to, I'm telling you, God's going to open up my eyes. I'm going to see angels that nobody else has seen because I am falling after the order of God because God is looking for true worshipers. Those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And if I don't care if others are running around and, and they got all their holidays going for them. And, and everybody's bragging about their new iPhones and you know telling stories and taking selfies. I'm going to stay right under the blood. I'm going to stay right here in this place. Because I know there's an answer here somewhere. I know Quentin that my next breakthrough is somewhere in the presence of almighty God. Is there anybody that understands the power of a sacrifice when I give my time in prayer. When I 
give my time in worship, when I give my time in the presence of Almighty God, God's going to show me what I've never seen before. Come on, Abraham, where are you? Even though you got your son on the altar, this is what the power of resurrection looks like because it looks like all the business is dead around me. It looks like Judas betrayed me again. It looks like Peter's left me. It looks like I'm all by myself. Other Everybody else is running around and they booked holidays over Easter weekend. But I'm going to stay right in the presence of Almighty God because I know with every bloody Friday, there's got to be a resurrection Sunday. Someone's going to get a breakthrough in the presence of a living God this morning. Understanding what the power of worship can do when you're in the presence of a mighty God. I am telling you, angels are ascending and descending. Anytime I come into the presence of Almighty God, I find the power of the kingdom come upon my life. Oh yes. And then the teacher shows up and he teaches me to profit and he leads me by the way that I should go. He opens up my eyes to new things. Is anybody understanding the power of priesthood? Is anybody understanding what it is to be in the presence of a living God? Now clap your hands like you believe. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you this morning about understanding proofs. You see, Jesus comes for 30 years on the scene. And when he gets baptized, everybody's questioning, is this the one? Should we find another? He came to his own, his own received him not. So he's struggling with his, he's not really struggling, but they're struggling with his earthly ministry because they can't believe this is who he is. Goes to the Baptist, go to the Jordan, gets baptized. Miracles are breaking out. Then this incident called crucifixion, Passover. Everybody that was around him, everybody got miracles, left him. His disciples denied him. Judas betrays him. And he's by himself with his mother. The disciples walk away because they believed he was the one. What happens when your faith has been shaken to the core? Have you ever been there? Where you're doubting that God can ever do what he said he's going to do. Because the enemy comes down in your, on your Good Friday and he wants to mess with your mind. And tell you God cannot turn the situation around. Tell you that you made too many mistakes. You've gone too far. It's over. So Jesus, he's busy with the Father's business. He's got to present his body, but he stops over at a worshiper. God's got a weakness, church. He's got a weakness. Your worship always brings God on the scene. So the proof of his first on his earthly ministry is done. He's proven it. He is. He's now dealing with the next level because you go from what is good to what is acceptable. He's standing by himself. Mary is the only one. He says, go and tell them I am alive. So Jesus now has to, while he's come out of resurrection, he's coming to a season called ascension. So for the next 40 days, there is a different kind of ministry taking place, but he's got to almost prove himself again in a way.
because they believed him in his earthly ministry eventually. But when he is crucified, he shifts into a different kind of ministry. And the people are concerned, even his disciples. Is this really Jesus? Were we lied to? So what Jesus has got to do is, in his next level of ministry called the Ascension, the same day that evening, now he's got to gather them again. Being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. So we know that you're not, you don't believe because he says three days, I'll be raised again. If you believed, you should have been there at the tomb, right? Instead, you're hiding in fear somewhere. So fear and faith cannot coexist in the same heart. I bind the spirit of fear over your life this morning. The doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. He's dealing with a resurrected body. He appears to them that night. And he begins to deal with them concerning their belief system. I don't blame them. I don't blame them because the way they thought is going to turn out, it never did. Have you ever been there when you prayed for one thing, but it turned out differently? Come on, God is still God all by himself. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. This becomes powerful. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Because we thought we believed. He now brings them understanding. So it's the truth that they can stand under. So Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And if you, give the, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they retained. Now Thomas called the twin. I love the way the scripture goes. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we've seen the Lord. And so he said to them, unless... Someone say unbelief. Unless I see his hands and the print, print of his nails and put my finger into the print of his nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas said to the, and, and Thomas with them, Jesus came, the doors behind being shut and stood in the midst of and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand in here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Listen to the response. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you've seen me, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. So he's got to prove himself all over again on the next level. You saw the dead raised. You saw the, us feeding the multitude. Now that he's resurrected, their faith has been shaken. Their belief system is shattered. He's got to rebuild their lives. And so he goes and he appears to the disciples. And the way the Bible describes Thomas is that Thomas, they call him the twin. Because inside of every single one of us, 
is what we call a twin believing system. It means that unless I see the power go on, I will not believe. Everybody's got that. It's the same reason why you came and you're sitting on that chair. What did you do? You came to check it out. This is a chair and it can hold me. It's evidence. I see it. Therefore, I believe. Jesus says to him, if you get into a system of believing me first, your delays are over. Because Thomas only connects eight days later what happened already. There are certain people that your whole blessing is being delayed. Because you're first waiting to see before you believe. You have not placed yourself with understanding this is the truth that I stand under. Because they were about to go on a journey out of, out of the first Passover. And they had to believe God. That when I get to the Red Sea, God's going to be there for me. That when I need water, God's going to send water out of a flinty rock. Come on, somebody. I'm going to have to, you, you're waiting first for God to show you. Then you're going to go. You're delaying your blessing. You are delaying your blessing. You need to know that you, your belief system is set first this morning. Because this is what I stand and I believe in. Did you see Jesus? Did you see the cross? Were you there? How easy that you saved today? You're believing in something you've never seen. What about the rest of your journey? So now you got saved, never seeing Jesus. You weren't at the cross. He never showed you his hands. And God is calling you to come and step out on water. Now you go back into the flesh and say, unless I first. Show me where the, what company? Show me where's the money? So here I am with the church and God, finally after 18 months, I said, well, I'm going to start the church. The Lord says to me, well, you know, so I said, but we got a problem here because I got no worship team. So, and I got no mics. The Lord says, you want me to do for you first? You want to see first and then I do? Don't work that way. He says, you got hands, right? I said, yes, sir. He says, you got a Bible, right? I said, yes, sir. He says, so clap your hands and preach the word. I will do the rest as we go along. Is there anybody going to come back into a place of believing the Lord this morning that God can do what he said he's going to do? Because I understand when your faith has been shaken that the enemy comes after you and says there's never no way you're coming through but the devil is a liar because there are believers in this house. Your delays are over. Come on somebody. I want you to know that you're in the season of ascension. You are coming into a brand new season with God that as you step out this morning, God's going to do a brand new work. Is, can you just believe the Lord this morning? Say, Lord, help my unbelief. Come on, tell the Lord. Say, I, I am a believer. Shout it. Say, I am a believer. Because if you do the desiring, God's going to do the producing. So this is what it looks like. Because you see, the reason why you said, well, God, I don't feel your presence. The proof of your worship is his presence. So if you start to worship, 
Here's the Lord. Why are we complicating this? The proof of your belief is that you are blessed. You're not looking for a blessing to prove that you are. I am blessed. The proof of your unbelief is shows the delay of the blessing. Have a look at this. In every season you come into, give me a revelation, guys, you'll have to help me here. This, wow. The Lord's help. Okay. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. Revelation 5 and verse 9. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and you've redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Because I believe, I believe he was slain. Please hear me. Don't just come every good Friday to the service. Go beyond the grave. Go beyond the tomb. Step into a place of believing the Lord. He says, they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll. Verse 10. You've redeemed us. By your, you've made us kings and priests. That's a belief system. You must set it in your heart this morning. And we shall reign on earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the numbers of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands elders around the throne saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive listen to the sevenfold blessing because i believe part of what i receive power riches and wisdom i thought there'd be a bigger amen and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Anytime I understand the power of resurrection, I get to receive honor, glory, strength, riches, power, strength, whatever you need. Because it's called resurrection power. Resurrection power means I don't wait until I see it to believe it. Resurrection power means that because we're in a season of ascension, ascension says I can receive stuff from God without having the evidence of anything happening around me. That means I can be on, in church on a Sunday and I can get a call even on a Monday that's supposed to be after Good Friday. Come on somebody. And God can download what I need in the middle of the night because I am not operating out of the world anymore. Come on. There's the proof of my faith. You were supposed to move. Hallelujah. I beseech you, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that's priest, holy and acceptable, which is a reasonable, reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove. Not God proves. That you may prove that which is good, Say it's good to be saved. Say it's not acceptable to stay there. That you may prove what is that good, that acceptable, and that perfect will of God. That means I'm supposed to step out beyond the grave and start to step into a brand new way of believing. 
I'm not waiting for 10 years to go and, and, and sit and, 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 and wait until I look, there's, there's no testimony in paying off your house for 20 years. Because the world does that. There's no testimony in that. Your testimony is that you can go to bed tonight and you've prayed because you now shifted into the season of the ascension. That means I can step into a new place. And when I pray tonight, come on somebody, I don't need evidence from the world. I don't need to see anything around me. But because I believe I can receive. Can somebody help me preach this thing this morning? Because it becomes the proof of my faith. Anytime, let me give it to you. If your faith has no proof, it's a fake. There must be evidence of your walk with God. Not just that I'm saved, but I've come into a whole new level with God. And God is only looking for believers. He's not concerned about your tears, he's not concerned about because all of this is paid for. You're coming into a new season of believing God. And if I can get my belief system right, I can download what I need for the rest of the year over one night. Hallelujah. It's called evidence. So Jesus has to walk around showing them and giving them evidence. Acts chapter 1. Please go from verse 1. It says, I'll pick up verse 2 even. Jesus began to both teach and to do until the day in which he was taken up. After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. Undeniable, unquestionable. He had to go and walk for 40 days. And he was showing the proofs that it is me. Things that were not even written about. He was showing off the evidence. The proof that he is who he says he is. To settle people's hearts. How is it after 2,000 years, we are still preaching about the same God? Because if there was no evidence, there was no proof, we'd not be sitting here. So, for 40 days, speaking about the things pertaining to the kingdom. That's proof. Glory be to God. You see, child of God, hear me. You are not looking for signs and wonders. You don't get a job and say, oh, well, God is good. No, no, no. God is good, therefore the job comes. Because the Bible says, signs and wonders follows those who believe. It follows. It's coming. The believer goes first. I'm standing and I'm walking. Out of my bondage, out of poverty, out of... And signs and wonders follow me. I'm not looking for a sign and a wonder. Come on, somebody. You are a sign and you are a wonder to the Lord. Wherever you go from now, I want to announce it in the heavenlies. Because I don't know what traumatic thing you've been through. But in God's promotions, in God's system, for anybody who believes, for anybody who trusts in the Lord, your, your blessing cannot be delayed anymore. Because the twin inside of me, I can choose to go and say, well, I don't trust you, so when I see it, I'll believe it. But you have a choice. The twin inside of you can also believe Jesus. Having never seen him, having never had an encounter, having never gone and had any other proof, 
But just because you are locked up in the Bible and what the Bible says about you, you can walk around knowing that you are healed by His stripes. I don't care what's happening around me. I don't care what my bank account is telling me. I don't care what the economy is threatening me. I don't care if the companies are going to close down. I don't care. I am in a new season. It's called resurrection power. And that means I have to believe God without seeing any evidence. I'm going to move on God's word, not because of anything else, but because God said it. If God said it, I believe it and that settles it. Can somebody stand under the truth this morning and begin to understand that no matter what is happening around me, my life is blessed. Forever my life is blessed. I cannot be cursed. If they say, no, you're sitting with a generational curse. Say you're speaking to the wrong family. I don't have a generational curse. There's no divorce in my family. There's no failure in my family. There's no sickness in my family because I don't belong to the Holland family anymore. We are not bound by addiction anymore. We are not bound by anything but by what God's word says about us. Come on, somebody. We are the righteousness of God. We are made. The Bible says, let the redeemed say so, who's been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Are you the redeemed of the Lord? Then say so. You've got to stand and speak back to the devil. Because when the devil says, you are a failure. What must you say? So? Because let the redeemed of the Lord say? So? Whose business is that? Come on, somebody. Because anytime you come into the kingdom of God, God has got to, when you understand the sacrifice, when you understand your worship, Resurrection Sunday. This is where God begins to rearrange His kingdom every season. Daniel 2.20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever. Listen. There is a name that's been given above every other name. His name is Jesus. That's the elevation of things in heaven, things of the earth, things under the earth. He's, got, he's seated with Christ. Because when he went through what he went through, God gave him. God seated him. God promoted him. In God's kingdom, he's got his own promotion system. When you go his way, he will bring you into your destiny. God just needs a believer. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and forever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. I want somebody to bless the Lord that is going to change your season and your time today. I want somebody to believe the Lord this morning that Lord, something's going to shift in my life today. I need somebody to believe the Lord this morning. Say it from your mouth. Say, Lord, something good is going on here this morning. Something good is happening in my life. And I'm believing you this morning that even the sickness in my body, something good is going on here right now because God, you can change the times and the seasons. Did you see how he shifted the time? He brought them out of his earthly ministry and brought him into the place of a ascension. That means uh, when you move out of the outer court uh, and you come into the holy place uh, you move from that which is good uh, to that which is acceptable. You move from that which is the resurrection to that which is the ascension. That means that when I come into this holy place it doesn't get light from the outside. It only gets the light that comes from the inside. So when I walk in here, I don't see you as Liesl Hearn. I don't see you as Gary Reniker. I don't see you as Russell 
Enika. I see you the way God sees you because there's no light from the outside. It's only the light that's on the inside. So only the Holy Spirit can illuminate who's actually in the room with me because then he will tell you that over there actually is a gifted apostle. Oh, I didn't know that, but he is, he comes from so. Oh, but Daphne is actually who I say she is, not what she thinks she is because when I moved from that which is good, come on somebody, and I stepped out of just that's good, but I've come into that which is acceptable. This is called Ascension Day. This is where you find the apostles and the prophets and the teachers and the pastors and the evangelists. But you also find out that actually Azel is so anointed. She was supposed to be running a clinic. She's supposed to be running a hospital, a wellness center. That's what belongs to her. Then you look at Tashira. Oh, that I know that she thinks she's nothing. I know that she thinks she can't do anything, but we are in the holy place. This is the season of ascension. That means you don't get your title from the world. You get your title from God because this is the season of ascension. Come on, somebody. You are more than what the world told you you are. You are the righteousness of God. I know you made your mistakes. You may have done what they said you've done, but you're not who they say you are. You are the righteousness of God. The fact is I stepped out of that, which is good. I am now in a place of acceptable. I am an apostle. I am anointed. I can preach the word. I was a systems analyst, but I am now an apostle of the most high God. And I am a preacher of the word of God. Can somebody give a good shout and an amen this morning? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not who you think I am. I am who God says I am. The problem with most of the people is they've never shifted into the ascension space. Because in the outer court, Peter can deny you. But in the holy place, He's the one that's going to preach to 3,000 people. Some of you need to move this morning. The Lord's calling you into your real resurrection. Not just celebrating His, but yours. You've lived on the outer court your whole life. You've never experienced the power of God in the holy place. The holy place got no light that comes from the outside, child of God. The holy place only had light that came by the oil lamp. In the holy place, there was only fresh bread on the table. That means I live not by my man, child, not by, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I live by my prayer and intercession because those are the three things that is in the holy place. And anytime you bring somebody into the holy place, I brought them in. That actually haven't been born again or don't understand what the holy place is all about. The side of the cross, blood and knives. The side, holy place, you put your knives down. I brought people with me. Have you ever taken people with you into the holy place? That have got no understanding of holy things. As they left, I said, oops, I think this knife is yours. 
<laughs> the problem, Quentin, is that you're doing, you're sharing that which is holy. You're casting pearls before swine. When God brings you into the holy place, this message has shifted completely this morning. When God brings you into the holy place, it's because he's giving you holy things. You don't cast that which is precious before dogs. I've learned to walk away from the people that think you still, hey, hey. You're still, you know, somebody who's still calling you of your past. Somebody who keeps on speaking back about your past. It's like somebody who's gone to break into my old house in Regent's Park. I don't stay there anymore, dude. <laughs> I don't stay there anymore. You're still stealing from my old house. Go and take whatever you want. I'm not there anymore. Say, I've moved. Because God wants you to get out of that which is good. Not that I'm saved every week and looking for pickle fish every, every, every good Friday. Can you come into your purpose? Can you step beyond the grave and come into Jesus never complained once about what he went through. He only came and spoke about the kingdom. Because the cross is not the end, it's the means to the end. It's the doorway that you walk through. It is the truth that you receive that moves you from there into what God has got for you. This is where you, we, we get into a place of prayer and intercession. And now we discover, oh, this is Natasha. She's actually anointed to write. And she's going to be top of the class. And God's going to move her to the top. Doesn't matter where she stays. No, no, no. You keep keeping, you keep telling me I come from Westbury. I don't come from Westbury. I come from the Most High God and I am found in His presence and I am anointed to write and I'm going to make money for me and for you because I am so anointed. Come on, somebody. You need to get out of that thing, Melissa. You need to move into what God has got for you. And when you come into the place that God has got for you, nobody can take it from you because if the world promotes you, they can take away the promotion. But when God promotes you no one can take your promotion come on somebody because what God has blessed no man can curse and if God is shifting your season come on he takes away kings he establishes kings he moves seasons because he can do that why did you come to church this morning because it's resurrection Sunday and somewhere in this message my life is in there my future's in there there's an answer for my life right now. Somebody just to clap their hands. How much time do you have? Let me end. There will be a performance of his word in my world. Please say this after me. There will be a performance of his word in my world. The proof of my faith working for me. And the evidence of my belief system manifesting for all the world to see. That's what the Lord gave from you this morning. The people, you're going to walk around in this season and say, there it is. 
Oh, what do you believe? Oh, there it is. Oh, the job. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, the favor. Oh, there it is. Oh, my healing. Oh, there it is. It's proof, man. It's proof that the world is looking for. That I can step out from my job and come into my work. There, there's the evidence. There's the evidence there. And God took care of my children. And God gave us water out of a flinty rock. And God sent quail to feed us in the middle of our famine. Because there it is, man. I believed in the Lord, my God. I believe in His word and I'll be established. Believe in His prophets and you will prosper. You in a season of ascension, the next 40 days, you will see God elevate people like you've never seen before. You're going to watch God put people aside like you've never thought they were, they were the ones. But God's got you on His mind this morning. I am telling you, there's a season of promotion. Is there anybody going to believe the Lord this morning that I'm in a season of ascension? It's not just one day called the day of resurrection. Uh-uh. I've stepped into 40 days of God's elevation, of God's ascension, of God's promotion in my life I need a good shout and an amen from this church uh, let me end you can sit down doubting Thomas huh now stay seated doubting Thomas this was for every believer that will jump to their feet one more time now clap your hands like you really believe you stepped into a season. You just needed a word. You just needed a word. You just needed a word. Now let me end. We'll have communion. You may be seated. Exodus chapter 15 verse 22. They have the first Passover. It's done. They come to the Red Sea. They leave. They leave with the silver, the gold. The favor of the Lord upon them. They come into the Red Sea. The Red Sea has to split. God does the miracle through Moses. The enemy comes following. They get drowned in the Red Sea. They get on, the, God's people get to the other side. The enemy drowns. Miriam starts singing songs and starting to praise God. Listen to this. You're in a season of ascension. You're in a season of resurrection, but you're in a season of acceleration. Watch this. So Moses brought Israel out from the Red Sea. They went into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Have you ever been through a life that is just bitter? Everything that you've touched is just like, doesn't work out. You think about this family. God wants a family. He tells Moses, tell Pharaoh, let them go. Builds a system, gives him the blood, gives him the instruction of the Passover, they move through. But 430 years, watched mommy die, daddy die, great grandparents die. And you're sitting in the same place, never seen freedom, never worked with prosperity. All you saw was the mess. And God says, put blood, move out. Stand under this truth and walk. And they get, after singing these songs of how God has delivered them, they come to a place and it's bitter waters. 400 years. They had gold and silver in their hands, man. But you understand that the money's not going to heal your broken heart. 
the bitterness in their souls of what the enemy did to them. Have you ever been there? Were you weeping in a way and thinking, but God, are these people even humane? Who does this to people? They're standing in this 430 years. They had no way they could come out. They finally come to this place. They're out. But God is about to take them on a journey. What he does is, they came to Mara. They could not drink the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of, the, the name of it was called Mara. Next verse. You're going to work with me, guys. Praise the Lord. Okay. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? What shall we drink? So he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. Your testing. Huh. You come from so many years of bondage and failures and mistakes. Dysfunction in your family. Hurts. And you come on this journey. You've just broken out of having Passover. But you have to face the world. And inside of you, God's got a new husband for you. A new man for you. But the bitterness of the divorce is still with you. God brought you out of the, that relationship and he severed things. But you still got bitterness. Because... Telcom never paid your contract. You missed out on ESCOM and SABC. But God's got a new season for you. But before you can go into the new season, He's got to heal you from the bitterness. He says to them, He says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, Give ears to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I'll put none of these diseases because what happens in your soul, even though you have money in your hand, it can still bring sickness in your body because you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Anybody is damaged in their soul, eventually it manifests in your physical body. So God knew that. Even though they were healed because of communion, even though none of them came out, the Bible says none came out feeble and none came out sick. But God knew that this thing could manifest again if the inside of them wasn't healed. He says, because I am the Lord who heals you. Next verse. So God says, take a tree and throw it into the waters. That was the type of cross. You take the, the tree that Jesus was hung upon. You throw it into the waters. And the bitter waters become sweet. Why? Because of the journey ahead of them. God was about to sweeten the deal. I want to prophesy that over somebody this morning. The next season, God's about, if you forgive them, God's about to sweeten the deal over your family and over your lives. You've been through bitter seasons. People have treated you unkindly. You've done them good. They return it with evil. But I'm prophesying this over somebody today as you forgive in the season. As we have communion this morning, please listen to what I'm saying to you. This is critical to understand. Just for two minutes, sit down. I'm going to pray for you now. Give me the next verse, verse 26. To verse 27. Glory be to God. Then they came. So listen, but the waters can't go over. I need to throw the, the cross in here. 
If I don't put the cross in here, we, we, we never get it. This bitter waters will never be made sweet. Relationships, hear me. You're going to have to go and make it. Go with God so God can make it sweet. Because there are things that's not your fault. But you can't carry it on this journey. Listen to the power behind this. Then they came to Elam where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. And they camped there by the waters. Now please hear the importance of this. They were now going to live. This is the season of ascension they're in. you in. The reason why you're having communion this morning is because you want a connection between heaven and earth. Heaven is what supplies water. Twelve wells, twelve represents governmental order. So heaven's going to do its part, but they're sitting in a place of bitterness where they need to forgive. That's why when you're having communion, you let it go. Because you want to throw the, the tree into these waters. If you don't do that, let me explain to you why. 70 palm trees, that grows from the earth. But water comes from heaven. So their next step in God, God sweetens the deal, but tells them from today you're going to be governed by governmental order. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to open up the doors for you. It's called ascension. And the palm tree, 70, represents a place of no limits. Let me explain to you why I say so. Do you remember when Peter came with his clever mouth and he said to the Lord, he says, so if my brother offends me, I, I must, must I forgive him seven times? He said, no. What did he say? It wasn't the number. It was limitless. Forgive them no matter how many times they offend you. Because if you're going to walk into what God has got for you, and you want to walk out of the place of bondage, when you pray, you need to forgive. Because the kingdom is a debt-free zone. And anytime you come into this debt-free zone, you've got to learn how to forgive. The reason why people don't come into the next that God has got for them, because while they're saying, I'm never going to forgive this person, I'm never going to let them, I'm, I'm telling you how they hurt me so badly, I'm never going to do it. You're thinking that they're going free. It's like, Somebody drinking poison hoping someone else will die. When you forgive, they don't go free. You go free. You walk in the liberty. And so when God speaks about 70, He's dealing with a place of unlimited capacity and acceleration. I want to prophesy that over somebody who's gone God's way. This is Resurrection Sunday, but it is also the day of ascension. The season of ascension, but it's also the day of acceleration. You've been crying over what never worked out. You've been crying over who did you in. But God says, if you let this thing go, I've got for you 12 wells and I've got for you 70 palm trees. Come on, somebody. A place of unlimited movement. Come on. You are in ascension season. In the ascension season, you can be in a job in the one day and the next day you can be in your work. Uh, you can be broke one day and overnight God transfers the money. You don't know which way to go one day, but because you are in a place of ascension, you don't have to wait until the end of the month. You can get your breakthrough tonight. On this Sunday night, I want to prophesy that somebody's dreams are coming alive again. God's about to resurrect it. You're not going to just say, well, that's a great dream. No. God's going to accelerate it because you've forgiven the people of the past. You're letting things go. It is your new season. I need somebody to clap their hands and thank the Lord for a limitless season. 
Come on, man. Shout back. God's going to sweeten the deal. Just look at your neighbor and say, God's going to sweeten this thing for me. I know that it's been a tough season, but God's going to sweeten the deal in this season. Come on, say it out of your mouth. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you redeemed? Then shout. Look at your neighbor and say, this is God is sweetening the deal for me. Let them know. This is my season. This is my time. My dream will accelerate you. God's going to promote me. God knows how to bring down and lift others up. God knows how to accelerate my dream the devil I want him to know to this morning for all the hell you brought me through my season of ascension is here come on say it it was an ascension day it was a season of ascension because he stood there and could walk through Walls. Someone's going to hear me. Oh, no, no, no. He's the boss. You must go through him. Oh, no. I, I, I belong to the Ascension group. And God lets me come into the rooms, uh, not via your door. You're going to get mad at me because I'm going to get the contract, even if you don't like me. I'm going to get the promotion, even if you don't like me. I'm going to move with God, even if you don't like me. God's going to make a way for me where there seems to be no way. Come on, somebody, because you're going to come into places that no one thought you could ever come into. Others shut the door for you. Others said, never bring her in here. But Sharon, I see God moving you right into the center of your blessing. Come on. I need this church to stand to their feet and believe this morning that that you're in a season of ascension, that you're in a season of resurrection, you're in the season of acceleration. I see God knows He sees everything. Just lift your hands a bit. Can I have the worship team up? Come on. You are in a season of ascension. If you've gone God's way, if you've chosen the cross, if you've chosen that I'm going to forgive, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If I can let Judas go, if I can restore Peter, if I can see it God's way, I know that I'm in a season of ascension. Please close your eyes right now and ask the Lord so that you can see it His way. Look at the situation His way. Father, I'm praying for everybody under the sound of my voice that doesn't know which way to go. That got betrayed, denied, delayed, got hurt, got bitter, went through a terrible season. Instead of shame, there'll be double honor. Instead of brokenness, there'll be beautiful ashes. The garment of praise against a spirit of heaviness. I feel an exchange taking place right now for people that have been hurt. Someone who needs to receive healing. You're not going to spend waiting for the doctor in four, five, six weeks time. Just lift your hands and receive healing, man. You're in a place of ascension. You're in a place where you can download new ideas and creativity. The things that have died and God says, I'm going to resurrect them in this season. I'm going to help, strengthen, 
guide you, lead you. You're in a season of ascension. The brokenness is breaking right now. The peace is coming back. The power. Please hear me. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, the first time he saw them, he had to give them the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is not the reward. The Holy Spirit is the power that you need at the beginning of your journey. The Holy Spirit is not a reward. You need the power right now. I feel God delivering people in their seats. The bitterness, the anguish, friends that have died, companies that have died, ideas that have died. God says this is a new day. If you can let it go. If you can lift your hands, I will heal you, says the Lord. If you can throw the tree into these bitter waters, your next step is going to give you tremendous kingdom order and peace. Someone needs healing right now. There's a healing blanket just falling over this sanctuary. There's a healing blanket falling over the sanctuary right now. There is a peace that's coming. Oh my God, my God, my God, I feel it. I don't know what you need from the Lord this morning, but you need to lift your hand to receive it. <laughs> You're in the holy place, man. You're not looking, I don't care. You can either keep your dignity or have your deliverance, but you can't have both. It's time for you to just let go of your dignity and just let God give you deliverance in His presence. I feel the anointing in this place. Someone's been so far from God, they know which way to go, what to do. But God is drawing you with His love. You are standing under the truth. You're getting understanding. And your deliverance is here. You have been delivered from the snare of the fowler. Healing is your portion. We are not running to hospitals and doctors and psychiatrists. We are finding our healing in the presence of Almighty God. We are breaking bread in the presence of Almighty God. Doctors come second. The great physician comes first. His presence is first. We have a high priest who's interceding for you this morning. I am telling you, he's been through what you've been through and worse. You do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with your moment. Please lift your hands for those who need healing. Here comes the anointing. There's a wave of deliverance. I hear you, Lord. It's a wave of deliverance. Oh, heal deep on the inside of every woman. Heal and deliver. Father, we thank you. But your waters are being made sweet right now in your presence. Communion. Wash the shade. Please, it's a real private moment because healing is coming. There's a tremendous healing anointing right here. Healing right here.
Healing, 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 healing. Healing, healing, healing. I keep hearing the Lord says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. You will live and not die. With long life. I'm just seeing these pockets of healing just dropping. Healing just dropping. Healing. Healing. Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 16. I know we're coming. They're still feeding. Are we still? B, let me know if we're good. We good? What? You know, in your home right now, you can have juice, you can have water, you can have a cracker. It's not what's the elements. It's the fact that the elements are blessed. Are you with me? The cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? I stepped out of bondage. I stepped out of an old covenant. I've stepped into a new covenant. And that means I am blessed. I'm healed in my body. I'm strong in the Lord. I am forgiven of my sins. I'm a new creation in Christ. <laughs> 
We call this the cup of blessing. What does blessing mean? To move forward. It's empowered. It means empowered to prosper. That means no devil in hell can stop me. That if COVID touches my body, COVID's going to die first. And if they're going to shut the company down, I've just got promotion into the next. Because I'm blessed. Are you hearing me? You're in a new covenant. When you're having communion, you must receive it as blessed. The Bible says, because people don't judge this thing correctly, they're weak, they're sickly, and they die soon before their time. It says, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which, which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? You are in Christ. You can never fail. I don't care what company shuts down and who says what. You're going to move forward. Because you're blessed. And what God has blessed, no man can curse. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23. You come into a season now where if you have emotional distress, I am telling you, church, you got to hear me clearly. We need to spend time around communion and the power of partaking of the body and the blood. Because the diseases and the kind of things that are coming up now, there's no way you're going to find doctors to heal the stuff. The mental illnesses and the challenges people have with depression is because they don't take the medication. Jesus said, it's my body. Eat it in faith. Drink it in faith. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed. You think about the number of times you've been betrayed. And when people said they'll be there for you, but they weren't. Or they lied to you. How does it make you feel? We sit and we want to counsel it away. Jesus said you break bread. He says you come into my presence and you break bread. Because what I do is when I break bread, I break the limitation that the enemy wants to keep me under. I break the bread because my eyes get opened up to a new world. Because I'm in Christ. That's where my healing is. Mental illnesses will go out of having just communion. Anything in your body, think about it. Think about mental anguish, emotional, whatever. His body was broken for you. Receive it. Your healing. The strength. The confidence before the Lord. The boldness. The courage. Healing. The blood washed in his precious blood cleansed of all sin the righteousness of God peace with God every bitter thing inside of me made sweet receive because your next season is going to be awesome in God
Father, we touch and agree this morning for healing, for deliverance, for breakthrough, for answers. By faith, we receive this bread as your flesh. We receive this cup as your blood, proclaiming your death until you come. As we receive your blood, we receive in it your life, the life of God, the divine, the eternal, and the endless life. By your blood and by your body, I am made strong, I am healed, and death passes over me. I will not leave before my time. I am preserved and I am protected. With long life, you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. Thank you for your blessing upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory be to God. Your response to God's working in your heart is your offering. Father, bless your people in their giving. In Jesus' mighty name, let's receive an offering. Tremendous pressure. Come on, thank the Lord for the team. 
guys in the back, the power, the musicians, everybody was But the word's gone out, amen. You just needed a word. Don't need drums, I just need a word. And the word can deliver me, amen. Well, here's your word. You've stepped into a season where God's going to sweeten the deal. I want you to go home and I want you to go and get yourself a nice Easter egg. And as you're eating, you say, God, you're going to sweeten the deal in this season. I speak a fresh blessing upon you. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You're in a season of ascension, resurrection, and acceleration. And God's going to sweeten the deal. The favor of the Lord from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Whatever you put your hands to, here comes new relationships. Here comes new opportunities. Here comes God's way of doing things. Here comes heaven's order. Twelve wells, seventy palm trees. No limits. Somebody shout no limits. Say no limits. Say I'm in a debt-free zone. Say it's my debt-free season. Say God is cutting away all debt. Are there any believers in the house? Come on, I'm sure Thomas left the building, eh? We need those that can believe today. God can do something today. Today, 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 today. Not eight days, today. Today, today, today. I am a believer. Can somebody shout yes and amen in this place? Shout I'm healed. Shout I'm delivered. Shout I'm prospering. Say poverty is broken. It is my new day. Glory be to God. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen.